At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the Hornets Hivecast, a winning edition. It's been a while, but the Hornets got back in the win column with a 109-101 victory over the Portland Trailblazers. First time since 2017 that the Hornets have defeated Portland. Glad to have that losing streak in their rearview mirror. We'll break down the victory. Also talk about a player I think is the most irreplaceable Hornet at this point. Let you marinate on who that player might be. And a milestone for head coach James Borrego. We'll talk about all of these things here on this edition of the HHC. And to help me do it, my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo, back again. Rob, Hornets win 109-101. to Big win, significant win, gets the team back to 500. Just makes things feel a little less panicky. Going into the game, the Hornets were still, in terms of games back, closer to fourth place than they were to 11th place. Yet with four straight, it felt like things were starting to snowball in the wrong direction. This win certainly changes the perspective and maybe the mindset of a lot of Hornets fans. And it was against a very good Portland Trailblazers team. Granted, Trailblazers did not have Damian Lillard, but it doesn't matter when you got a guy like Carmelo Anthony that can come off the bench and look like vintage mellow from the mid-2000s in the fourth quarter where I remember I think the last time I bought NBA 2K was when I was in college and you got Carmelo Anthony in the fourth quarter and he would hit everything and that's what it felt like last night. He was just incandescent from beyond the arc, but it's one of those wins where you are kind of hit the reset button and say, okay, we're back on the right track. Definitely needed with the very tough schedule coming up and we'll get into that 
later on in the week with all of our updated podcast episodes. Nice to come back and get a win at home against a very good Portland team. And everybody showed out, especially Terry Rozier. No question about it. And yes, there was a missing player in Damian Lillard. But I would argue quite vociferously, the Hornets missing pieces, Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, Malik Monk, Devontae Graham, were more significant than just the one player, even someone as spectacular and perhaps the MVP of the league in Damian Lillard. But all that said, I don't think Damian Lillard even would matter because the Hornets came out firing early in this one, a dominant first quarter sparked by Terry Rozier. Martin, cross court to Rozier, catch, fire, 20 point lead for Buzz City. Rozier rips the net cord, timeout. Terry Stotts and the Portland Trailblazers. And that one, I'm not even sure if it was in the first quarter, but really, you know, Terry Rozier was hot early and often in this one. Ends up with 34 points in the victory, and he had 17 right out of the gates in that first quarter. He was huge for this team in the win. He made seven threes, which ties him for ninth in Hornets history with 350 career-made threes. Took him only 115 games, Rob. To get there. So that's better than a three per game average. The man he's tied with, DJ Augustine, who's still in the league, still a very productive player, he played 282 games to reach the same total. So you can see what kind of impact Terry Rozier has had on this team with his outing out there. Team did start extremely fast, and JB talked about that after the game. Yeah, I'd say we got off to a good start. I think that's fair to say. I mean, we shot the ball well, the ball moved. It was built out of our ball movement. You know, the spacing was great. Everybody was touching the ball, feeling good, and the ball was going through the net. So when we got off to good starts like this, it's usually a good night. Sometimes it's just a product of making shots, but I think our guys were trying to play the right way, trying to move the ball, share it. Obviously, led to led to good shots, and we knocked them down. So, yeah, huge first quarter for us. Terry Rozier, obviously, with having 17 points in the first quarter, was pretty much the main difference there in terms of just having the hot start. It was not a hot start for Vernon Carey Jr. He did get the start, but he picked up two fouls in the first 20 seconds. P.J. Washington had to come off the bench, and his impact was made right away. He came off the bench, he got a rebound, and then he hit a shot on the other end of the floor to make it the first points of the game for the Hornets. So P.J. Washington was sorely missed the past couple of games. Hornets were 6-7 of seven from the floor to start at one point and had four assists off those six made baskets. And Terry Rozier, he hit a floater. It was almost on the baseline, and it just kissed off the glass ever so slightly and banked in. And when he made that, at that point, I thought, yeah, this is going to be Terry Rozier's night. And he finishes with 34 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. He ended up going 7-13 from beyond the arc. He is the first player with a 35-10 game with five or more threes in Hornets franchise history. And this season, Terry is one of four players averaging 20 or more points per game, three made three-pointers or more, on 40% or better shooting from beyond the arc. Can you even maybe guess who the other three are? Give me the stats again. I mean, pretty good pulls first off. What is the stat line where I'm trying to match here? Four players this season averaging 20 points per game or more, three made three-pointers per game or more, and 40% from beyond the arc or more. Oof, tough, tough stats. Uh, Is Paul George one of them? Yes. Paul George is one. How many more do I have to get? Two. Two more. Okay, so Paul George is one... Dame Lillard? No. Dame Lillard is not on the list. Okay. Kevin Durant? No. Give him to me. Steph Curry? I should have got that one. Zach Levine? 
So Zach Levine, Paul George, Steph Curry, Terry Rozier. What a quartet. Little embarrassed I didn't get Steph Curry, but yes, good quartet to be in. Hornets get a big W in this one over the Portland Trailblazers, 109-101 the final. Talked about JB's thoughts on that fast start in the first quarter, echoed by Carmelo Anthony. He said after the game, those guys came out firing. They were locked in. They're a scary team, played freely. They played spaced out. They're a young team, and those young guys are out there playing with a lot of confidence, and you saw that. It's not just tonight, but throughout the season they've been playing the same way. And uh, I think that's a very respectful opponent recognizing what the Hornets have done, not just last night, but over the course of the season as they improve back to 528 and 28. One more player we want to touch on on the first half. He had a great overall game, 19 points, but really exploded in the first half and particularly putting the punctuation mark on the end of the first half, Miles Bridges. Bridges runs through the lane and throws it down. My goodness, with the right hand. The season didn't even part. He just jumps over the entire Blazers team. Gotta get framed. Three on the way from Powell. Off the heel, no. Rebound Zeller. And my goodness, Miles Bridges has done it again. Miles Bridges, he is the best dunker I have ever seen in my life. Carmelo Anthony, I don't know if he was like using his peripheral vision to try and figure out where their players were, but he was just locked in cement on the floor. Miles took off, and I don't know why anyone, I think McCollum, I don't know why he's jumping anywhere near Miles Bridges, but doesn't matter. Miles Bridges puts the punctuation mark on that game. 19 points he ends up with. He had 17 in the first half alone, and the Hornets come away with the 109 to 101 victory. They're back to 528 and 28. We'll talk more about the game, what it means for the season a little later on the show. Coming up next though, the most irreplaceable Hornets. Who might it be? We'll touch on that after this here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, during the month of April, the Charlotte Hornets and their official hunger relief partner, Food Lion Feeds, are launching the 2021 Dunk Hunger Food Drive to benefit Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina. The Bridges who throws it down with the right hand. For every Hornets dunk this month, slams it down with two hands. Food Lion will donate 1,000 meals. Terry Rozier throws it down over Kevin Durant. For more information on how you can help Food Lion and the Hornets dunk hunger, Visit Hornets.com slash Dunk Hunger. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. So I've teased it a couple of times. I have an opinion that I think might surprise some Hornets fans out there. The Hornets have had great performances up and down the roster. Terry Rozier has been a leader throughout. He's only missed a couple of games here on the season. His impact has been phenomenal. I think Gordon Hayward has raised the platform that the Hornets are standing on. I don't think this is a 500 team without the impact Gordon Hayward has had, and I don't think they have the potential in the postseason unless they can get him back healthy. That's how important he is. I don't think that's a very controversial statement, but this one might be. I think the most irreplaceable Hornet on this season's team is P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington, what he brings offensively and defensively for this squad is unique and difficult to replace, and we've seen it throughout the season. And now him coming back, even in a reliever's role, uh, we feel his impact all that much more. Uh, Right away, he comes out there and helps the team to a win with a huge stat line. P.J. Washington's final numbers, 23 points, 8 rebounds. He blocked 4 shots. The team is now 27-22 and 22 in games in which he appears. They are just 1-6 and six in games that he doesn't play in. I think that further solidifies that he's the most irreplaceable Hornet on this year's team. Here's what Terry Rozier had to say 
about his teammate P.J. Washington getting back into the fold. He was presence down there, blocking shots, rebounding, stretching the floor out on offense, bringing the bigs out and stuff like that, man. He's huge. We're just glad to have him healthy and have him back. Uh, he's a huge piece to this team. So whenever he's playing well like that, we sky's the limit for us. It's not out of the question. I don't think that's a irrational thought. When we did the podcast yesterday previewing this one and we were hoping to get Devontae Graham and P.J. Washington back for last night's game, obviously that didn't work out. But I would have thought that Devontae Graham would have been the more important piece at that point just because there's not that much depth right now at the point guard position with Malik Monk being out along with LaMelo Ball. I thought, you know, if you're able to get Devontae back, that would prove just because of the overall depth of the team. But I think you saw it tonight. P.J. Washington proved me wrong. Just because of the way that he came off the bench, only albeit 20 seconds into the game, I don't look at that as coming off the bench at that point. I mean, he essentially started. But at any rate, the way that he played defensively tonight in that defense moving into that transition offense was just so beautifully done, and it gives so many more options for this team. Now you can balance it out. And James Borrego has an interesting dilemma on his hands now going into Tuesday's game. Do you bring P.J. Washington off the bench? We saw what Vernon Carey could do in the game last Friday in Brooklyn and what he's capable of. Now, he picked up two quick fouls on Sunday, and it didn't work out that way again, and he had to bring P.J. back into the fold. But if Vernon Carey stays out of foul trouble and can be productive, do you move P.J. Washington to that second unit until Gordon Hayward comes back just to kind of balance out the scoring a little bit? It's a tough question to ask. But it poses a very difficult one, and I guess you kind of have to think about it at least. I think defensively he brings so much, it's tough not to start him. I understand the complaints at times that we've seen about maybe inconsistent scoring. And the offense is not why I think he's the most irreplaceable Hornet. I think offensively he's a very gifted player. He's a difficult matchup, but he's the one big man, four or five, that is a problem for any team that phases him defensively, whether he is the primary defender on someone in the post or he's the help guy, he's blocking a lot of shots. This is not last night he had four blocks and the rest of the season he just doesn't do it. This guy's been top 10, top 15 in block shots in the NBA all season. So he's a very good presence defensively for this team. Offensively, he's a weapon. He's been streaky at times with his three-point shot. But overall on the season, he's shooting 37% from beyond the arc. That is even with LaMelo Ball. That is even with Devontae Graham. So, you know, maybe the other two guys have been more consistent at times. Maybe, you know, fewer of the one-for type of games. But if you even it out over the entirety of the season, P.J. Washington has shot the three as well, percentage-wise, as Devontae Graham and LaMelo Ball. I think the stats are there to back this up. And in terms of the big plays he makes, we were referencing Rick Bennell's fine column on Miles Bridges the other day and how a Miles Bridges dunk is worth a sack. Well, I would argue that some of these plays, like this one, is equally as valuable. The tip goes right back to him. Norman Powell now for three. No long rebound. Brad Wanamaker tips it. P.J. Washington wide open, and it's showtime. Two-handed rim rocker from P.J. Washington. And the Hornets back up by 22. P.J. Washington has as impactful of plays with his dunks, with his threes, with his blocks. He makes big plays out there. Here's what James Borrego, head coach of the Hornets, had to say about the return of P.J. Washington. Well, I thought P.J. was great tonight. I thought it was, you know, great coaching by bringing him in with 20, you know, after 20 seconds into the game. It was just great coaching there, you know, and uh, 
I thought he was fantastic off the bench. He felt like a starter to me the way he came out. But, um, you know, I think it was his, his energy, his defense, his ability to protect the rim, rebound the ball. Obviously, he made shots tonight. So I thought he had his, you know, one of his finer performances of the season, just his overall effort on both ends of the floor. So we're going to need that. You know, what I do, what we do from here as far as the lineup, you know, I'll figure it out and you know, we'll, you know, we'll look at that for Tuesday night. But whether he comes off the bench or he starts, uh, he's got to play that way and impact the game that way. I thought he was huge tonight for us. No arguments here. I think he's the most irreplaceable Hornet in the sense that, you know, what Terry Rozier brings to a game is unique and special. And similarly for, you know, Gordon Hayward's consistency, Terry Rozier's ability to close, LaMelo Ball's playmaking, Devontae Graham's three-point prowess, Miles Bridges' dunks and highlights and what he can do from an athletic standpoint. All of these guys have things that are impossible to replicate. But in terms of their production, there are at least other pieces you can plug into that hole and it somewhat fits, okay? If someone other than Terry Rozier takes a last-second shot, Gordon Hayward, Malik Monk, P.J. Washington, we've seen other players do it. Not as efficiently, not as consistently, but others have done it. Other players have shot threes the way Devontae does. Other, people's have run, other people have run the offense the way LaMelo does. Well, not exactly the way LaMelo does, but they run the offense, and it still works. P.J. Washington is the round peg in a round hole and no one else on this team seems to fit it the same way and I'll go back to the record I know other people are missing for some of these games as well it's not just PJ but when you look at it PJ Washington plays they are 27 now and 22 PJ Washington plays they are 27 and 22 he doesn't they're one and six I think that's pretty clear proof of the importance PJ Washington has on this Hornets roster. Hornets get the win. They're 28 and 28 now on the season. Significant win for head coach James Borrego. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cody Zeller knows how to finish an assist. Now you can be a part of one of his biggest plays of the season. Socks are the most under-donated item for those in need, and the Cody Zeller Sock Drive presented by Haynes is ready to attack that problem. You can help make socks a priority by donating one pack of new socks or $5 to the Cody Zeller Sock Drive, and all donations will be matched by Haynes and will benefit Roof Above. Head to Hornets.com and search Cody Zeller Sock Drive for more information. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the H. H.C. Rob, big win yesterday for the Hornets getting back to 500. Brings the magic number down to 12 to make the play-in tournament at minimum, uh, which means realistically in the final 16 games, they need to go 6-10, and 10, I think, is how much work they need to do to lock in a spot in the postseason. We'll talk more about that later, but the magic number going down to 12 is nice, but the total number of wins for head coach James Borrego got to a milestone yesterday. It was win number 100. It's been a long time coming. He's sat on this 99 spot for about a week. Even though it might not sound like a huge milestone, you know, if you're an NBA coach, you'd probably assume, well, that coach is going to get two to three seasons at least, so you know they should get to 100 wins, right? Well, only 143 coaches in the history of of the NBA, the entire history of the NBA, have ever reached 100 total wins. And so I think it's something to be celebrated, something significant. And JB, the fact that he picked it up against a quality opponent with a shorthanded roster, I think further illustrates just how great a job he has done with this franchise and overall in his now four years, partial or complete, as a head coach. JB talked about reaching the milestone after the game. 
our players made me aware of it with a little bath just now. So I thank the players for that. But I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm thankful for the opportunity. I mean, just to, to be sitting here as a head coach in the NBA, to be leading this group, it's an honor. You know, I, I don't take that for granted. Every day I wake up, I'm blessed. I'm thankful for the opportunity. So this is a product of a lot of work from our staff to our players, to our management, to our ownership. Everybody deserves the credit here. So just thankful for the opportunity. And Rick Bennell tweeted after the game that Rick Bennell, the Charlotte Observer, that the players and assistant coaches sprayed him with water in the postgame locker room in celebration. And I'm sure on a future edition of Real Access on Hornets.com, we'll see some of that celebration. But a big win and a big number. And congrats to JB. He's such a humble guy, such a good guy. Been a wonderful, wonderful transition for me joining the NBA to get to work with him. And this is such a great job for me to be a broadcaster in the NBA. I'm sure he feels the same way. I can hear it in his voice now. He talks to be a head coach, to come from a non-NBA player background. You know, no one owes you anything. So he is an exceptional coach and is deserving of everything. But what I mean to say is it's not like Steve Nash, a Hall of Fame player, you know, wants to coach and everyone opens the doors to get him in there because he is who he is. You know, players that have that NBA pedigree, you have a little bit more of a leg up in terms of getting into the room to interview. And JB is a, you know, a seldom used bench player from the University of San Diego, did not have that for him. So I'm just excited for him to reach this milestone. It's deserved. He's an exceptional coach. And all the people I've talked to about him with from earlier in his life, even before he ever reached the NBA, have said he's always been this exceptional person. And so it's not a surprise he's succeeding. And yet, nonetheless, it's amazing sometimes to realize, hey, you know, this person who had no earlier ties to the NBA now has reached the 100-win plateau, and it's the first of many, many milestones, I'm sure, to come. There's only 30 of these jobs out there. There's only 30 of them. They're all highly coveted. Everybody wants to reach that pinnacle, and it goes back to your point about, you know, nothing was given to him. You know, he didn't have preferential treatment. He didn't have any sort of privilege coming from this historic NBA background or anything like that. He grinded for everything that he's ever had to achieve, and it's really unique just to see him flourish. He's starting to flourish and he's starting to become one of the top coaches in the NBA. I'm not just saying that because, you know, we're here for the team, but he has been just remarkable to watch this season with all of the injuries, with the way that this schedule is put out and the way that he's able to adjust in the middle of the games, the way that he is able to, in a split second, determine when he wants to use his one and only coach's challenge to turn the tide in a game, when he has to kind of go to the well and find these players that have a lot of potential. It's just remarkable to watch, and I'm really happy to be a part of it, even though I have nothing to do with it. I just love watching it from the outside and seeing everything that he's really to accomplish, and he's a heck of a guy. We see it a little bit more than some people that are on the outside of the organization. He's a stand-up guy, what you hear in the post-game press conferences, what you hear in the pre-game press conferences, whenever you hear him speak, that's the real James Borrego. He doesn't, you know, put on a mask or anything like that. Well, he puts on his mask to coach these days, but <laughs> other than that, he doesn't put on any sort of facade. He is who he is. He's true to himself. And I think his upbringing as a coach with being kind of mentored by Greg Popovich has a lot to do with that. And who better to have as a mentor? Only 1,204 more wins to catch his mentor. In about, what, three decades? Well, it took him 25, <laughs> 25. seasons to catch Greg Popovich. And look, I'll throw this out there as well. Greg Popovich, you know, he's been with the Spurs forever, and the Spurs are always a contender, almost always. He's, he's had 
a whopping two losing seasons, but his losingest season was his first one. He went 17 and 47, did Greg Popovich as a partial season head coach back in the 1996-1997 season. From then on until last year, he ripped off winning season after winning season after winning season, several championships along the way. And JB similarly has had to build this up. And perhaps in LaMelo Ball for this Hornets franchise, perhaps maybe, just maybe, JB has found his Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's rise, his rookie season, came in that first year that Greg Popovich became a winning coach. And maybe LaMelo Ball is that player for this Hornets franchise. And Gordon Hayward is like the David Robinson of the group to help continue this team along while LaMelo learns the ropes and becomes the leader that everyone here in the Queen City hopes he will become. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say LaMelo Ball and Tim Duncan. But again, three years after that terrible season that the Spurs had, they won a championship. Now, it was a shortened season because of the lockout, but a lot of people don't remember that. They just see, okay, who won the NBA championship in 1999? San Antonio Spurs, David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Boom, there you go. So history has a funny way of repeating itself. I'll just leave it at that. That, that was the second season for Tim Duncan, third overall, as you mentioned, for Greg Popovich. So... That's what we're saying. Next season, Hornets win it all. Uh, We'll see if it ends up happening that way. But for the here and now, great milestone for JB. Great win for the Hornets overall. They are back to 528 and 28. They remain closer to fourth place than they are to 11th, which is significant. Hornets right now only two and a half games out of a top five position in the Eastern Conference. And they are five games free of the number 11 team chasing them for a play-in position. Hornets magic number down to 12 as things move ahead. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Reminder to tune in tomorrow. We'll have our preview for Hornets at the New York Knicks as the Hornets start a quick two-game road trip. A significant one, though, as the Knicks are one of the teams they are chasing for a top-six position. And then the game right after that at Chicago, game against the Bulls, a team that is chasing them right now, trying to secure their spot in the playoffs. So two big games coming up here for the Hornets, and we will have our preview of the Knicks game for you tomorrow. Rob Longo, thank you very much for joining me here today on the HHC. Of course, thank you for having me. I know that pregame of yesterday's game, you teased a really big guest on the Hivecast tomorrow, so that must mean I get the day off for once. (laughs) Because I know it's not me. You still get to produce it. You still get to produce it. Thanks, Rob, and thanks to all of you for tuning in. A reminder, again, we will have our preview podcast tomorrow for Hornets versus Knicks. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank you. Have a good day. Wear your mask. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.